just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's always doubt with us every year. It's like, oh, well, the Saints can't do this because something or, you know, Drew's gone and it. I, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't care. And I'm coming in every year thinking we're going to beat the shit. What up? Welcome to Black and Gold BS, your reverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media, uh, which I think is still presented by Maker's Mark. I'm Jacob Krasno alongside my trusty co-host, Sean Haspel. How's it going? Uh, been a long time since we potted. A lot has happened. A few uh, things, yeah. Yeah, I've been working on a TV show. Sean's in the, the midst of uh, the NBA playoff push. Yep. Allison got married last week, and uh, we're all still recovering from it. And she's yeah. on her honeymoon, which is why she isn't here. Uh, but we, the big news is we all woke up Sunday morning, uh, hung over his balls, to the news that the Saints were interested in trading for embattled Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, who's facing uh, no fewer than 22 claims of sexual misconduct. Uh, it's a move that's pretty uncharacteristic for the Saints, and uh, that motherfucker took us on a ride all week uh, just to pick the Browns over the Saints. And uh, I don't know. It's a complicated situation. Uh, to say the uh, least. Yeah. Um, where do we begin here? Sean, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So um, the the fire kind of began when Deshaun Watson was not charged by a grand jury um, for the previously mentioned 22 allegations of sexual misconduct uh, brought by um, a almost two dozen um, massage therapist types, um, some in Houston, some flown in from elsewhere. Uh, and that kind of apparently was the blinking red light for NFL teams that had been evaluating him and his legal predicament over the last year or so. And despite really not any previous reporting of the saints interest, the saints were apparently interested. Um, and man, yeah, it was, uh, it has things escalated really quickly to the point where uh, the saints interest manifested in Michael Thomas recruiting him, uh, Dennis Allen, Mickey flying to Houston, uh, Gail Benson flew out to, uh, I think Houston and Atlanta to meet him. So there was multiple meetings with the quote unquote saints brass. And, um, it was reported by numerous, uh, NFL, uh, beat writers and columnists and quote unquote insiders, uh, both locally in the New Orleans market and nationally and on the Houston side um, that the Saints were among the favorites, if not the favorite to land Deshaun Watson due to a combination of their winning culture, strong roster, um, presence of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, um, 
being in the South with quote unquote good weather, which had allegedly eliminated Cleveland <laughs> previously. Um, and so, yeah. And then it came, uh, the Falcons made a strong push of their own. Obviously Deshaun Watson is a, um, basically an Atlanta native was a ball boy of the, uh, Falcons when he was, a a kid, um, was his family was given a house via, uh, Habitat for Humanity by Warwick Dunn. Um, so he really, Baton Rouge native, Baton Rouge native, Baton Rouge native work done. Um, so he really like, it it was like, uh, definitely like a strong pull to be, uh, in the hometown, um, for Deshaun Watson. Uh, but, and to the point where the pendulum swung back in their direction, apparently some, some reporting from, uh, uh, folks like Justina Anderson and others said that like Atlanta put the like absolute full court press on him, quote unquote, like the keys to the city, like Atlanta rap people. I saw like big boy tweeted at him and pushing him to come back to the Falcons. Uh, um, Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Hawks stars, like pushing for him to come. And uh, the Falcons were like absolutely considered the favorites um, pretty much on but I guess most of Thursday and, and Friday this past week uh, <laughs> to the point where you had uh, Atlanta area media personalities, like totally calling their shot and saying their sources were dead set and that they would delete their social media if, if they were, if they're here, they were proven wrong. And uh, we found out uh, uh, yesterday on, on Friday afternoon that um, uh, it really wasn't about winning. It wasn't about coming home. It was about, cash straight cash homie uh yeah when... and it's it's important to point out that it's guaranteed money yes. that can't be taken away from him yeah when he gets suspended the you have to think something some kind of punishment right. is going to come down from the league right the the cleveland browns uh <laughs> awarded and rewarded deshaun watson um he of the previously mentioned 22 unresolved uh civil suits for sexual misconduct uh, with the uh, largest contract in NFL history in terms of guaranteed money, which as we all know in the NFL world, guaranteed money is really all that matters. Um, $230 million, five years. Uh, it's a almost $50 million a year, which is insane. Yeah, a staggering amount of money um, to give someone uh, who is going to be suspended for some amount of time. And, who is like one fuck up away from maybe being banned from the NFL. So um, the Browns are clearly very desperate to win and we're willing to put their money where their mouth was. Uh, And I want to say like kudos to the saints for not stooping that low and getting into like some like insane bidding war with Cleveland, but uh, I don't really want to give them a ton of credit at all right. in this situation. Yeah. Um, this is like a very, this is a very complicated situation. Yes. Um, I think in general, we can say the Saints dodged a major bullet. I think so. I think this is going to be a disastrous situation in the long term. Yeah. Um, like strictly speaking, when you just like in a vacuum talking about the football stuff, Mm-hmm. Uh, just the fact that Deshaun Watson was 
uh, allegedly torn between the Saints, who have superstars on both sides of the ball, organizational stability, like uh, an infamously passionate fan base, yeah, and playing a dome stadium, and between the Falcons, who like basically have nobody, you have Kyle Pitts and like yeah. Former Jesuit I, linebacker Deion Jones, and they're okay. Like I, I will <laughs> say, if I may interject, um, I for someone in Deshaun's situation where there are like off-field concerns, like the allure of coming home, and perhaps like the that whole like part of his quote-unquote redemption story would be made easier playing for his quote-unquote hometown team. So I could see how that factors in, but, but you were like, you're right. You were talking about just on the pure football side, pure football side, the saints were the obvious choice, like full stop. Yeah. And like, that should be a red flag right there. Big red flag. That this guy, like maybe he's not as smart as people think he is. Um, or does anybody think he's smart? I don't know. Well, I, Um, I, so, okay. I mean, I don't want to get us too far off the rails here, but I guess that, depends on your definition of smart because I mean, shoot, he knows that he's one fuck up away from probably never playing football again. And he's quote unquote smart enough to have secured a $230 million guaranteed payday insurance policy of that. So this is the most NFL thing that's ever happened. It is. The NFL, it's like the, the, it's, it's so far gone off the rails. Like a man who is accused of an absurd amount of sexual misconduct. Right. Was and just given the richest contract ever. And like, we just have no, with the silence from the league and, office. And he is, has not apologized, been remorseful for any of this. He's acknowledged that some activity did occur, but it was all consensual. So, and so we'll see what happens down the road, but all during women's history month, no less. So, so yeah. that's just a perfect cherry on top. Um, people were re refloating the, the Browns, uh, happy women's history, um, month, uh, tweet from, I think it was like March 8th. Like, Oh yeah. So sweet. What a great way to celebrate it. I'm sure they'll be selling pink Deshaun Watson jerseys uh, with bedazzle, bedazzling on them in their, in their team shop in no time. Just like, Truly disgusting behavior, man. Um, this is why I mean we love the Saints, but we hate the NFL. Yeah, that's like, that. That's really true. Like we've we've felt that way for. I mean, probably. I mean, probably Bounty Gate was probably like the like genesis of of the we are Saints fans, we are not NFL fans. Yeah, mentality that like you and I and so many others in our fan base share. Yeah, um, we do. I think need to address like the sexual misconduct stuff and how that sort of divided the yeah. fan base because it is, this may not be the last time this happens. No. Um, and like, it's, it is like a really serious thing, you know, sexual assault, sexual misconduct, you know, it can happen to anybody. It doesn't just happen to women, you know? Um, but it's something that like changes your life it's a traumatic experience yeah. and you're never, if it happens to you or someone you love, you're never going to be the same. Your life will never be the same after that. And if you were out on Deshaun Watson from the beginning, because of this, like that is totally understandable. And like, you shouldn't let anybody try to sway you like, absolutely. Like that is 100% 
like justifiable way to view yeah. this. And I think we were all sort of, I won't speak for Allison cause she's not here, but like you and I were kind of sort of in the middle. Like I, to me, like Deshaun Watson, he's like a, in the NFL arms race, he's like a nuclear warhead. Mm -hmm. He's surely like going to uh, guarantee supremacy over your, your enemies. But at the same time, it's really gross and disgusting and employing yeah. him as kind of like a borderline war crime. But his talent is such that, yeah, like it was tempting. It, the, right. the thought of pairing him with Kamara and Thomas, it, it was enough. It was tantalizing enough to say, uh, I guess we can wait and see. Like it, I don't like it, but if we start winning, like fuck it. And like along those lines and related to this discussion of we're fans of the saints and not the NFL. One thought I had this week, and this is something I didn't put in my articles. It's like, which you should read at bookroomedia.com. Um, like we, the saints are sort of this like outcast team and we have this like antagonistic relationship with the NFL. Like right. I had this thought of like, what if we had, what if we just embraced like being the bad guys and we just won with this like horrible yeah. guy at quarterback, like fuck it, fuck the mm. rest of the league. Like let's just win and watch it all burn. Um, you know, that was just a thought I entertained. Obviously it's not going to happen and I'm yeah. glad it's not going to happen. Um, now another metaphor I'll use for this drama is like <laughs> Deshaun Watson is like a, he's a turd that has been, plugging my bowels for a week and it's just <laughs> been, it's been painful i just we've just been waiting yeah. for it to for the for it to drop and now that he's in cleveland and not in new orleans or atlanta i feel a tremendous amount of relief and can sleep easy <sighs> yeah. knowing that uh we don't ever have to talk about this again after right. today hopefully not right so Ah, man, there's like so much to unpack here. Like, um, I, I legit, and this is like, you're going to laugh at this, but, um, I legit, like, uh, I had a therapy session like earlier this week and like spent the majority of the time talking about my like complicated feelings and like philosophical musings about like what it means to be a sports fan, but like having to make moral compromises to be a sports fan. Yeah. And, um, and with my therapist, as I previously mentioned, is a Falcons fan too. So that, uh, <laughs> that, that was, it was a very, very fun discussion. Um, but uh, so I am as much as I am relieved that we won't have to have this philosophical debate for the saints be and being a saints fan and what it means to root for a team who's the face of that team is a alleged piece of shit. Um, I'm disappointed. I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but it was almost like I'm disillusioned now with that. They got this far from the saints perspective and it's very clear. I mean, maybe we like should have known this all along, but it's very clear that the saints, um, under Dennis Allen, but also still under Mickey Loomis and still under the ownership of Gail Benson only care about winning. And th to the fact that they were, we got this close to the 
precipice and like really kind of, I don't want to say be clowned ourselves to be at the whims of this guy who loves to take control of situations allegedly for his own means, regardless of consent. Uh, we like went all out for this dude and like flew sweet old Gail Benson out to like give him the dog and pony show. Um, and because it just because it didn't work doesn't mean that we can like kind of forget per se that um, we were willing to like get this far down the road to like, to for lack of a better term, get in bed with this guy. Um, but uh it's just like clarifying. And so like, I don't know if we as like saints fans can ever really like claim the moral high ground. Not that like we ever really should have been just because football, you can argue is a fundamentally immoral sport. I mean, we're like taking joy and like watching people give brain damage uh, to each other like every week. Um, and then I don't know, there's a whole other issues, but basically like it was definitely kind of disappointingly clarifying that the saints went so hard for this guy. And uh, I'm definitely relieved. I am him going to Cleveland was, is probably the best case scenario for our fan base. Um, We, we won't win as much as many games in the near term with, with him. We'd still need our quarterback, but we won't have this very divisive lightning rod. Even like we hadn't even signed him and the fan base was extraordinarily divided and maybe he would have come back together. Maybe, maybe he does redeem himself. Who knows down the road? Maybe he like, becomes a passionate to, def- I don't know, but, but I don't know. I I'm relieved that we won't have to like necessarily have this debate. And we also won't have to see him in our division uh, playing for our most hated rival. Although uh, as Ralph Marlboro on our, on our uh, favorite um, Saints happy hour podcast said, it would have been kind of uh, interesting. Cause I'm not sure he actually, it would have been a overall success for the Falcons and they could have actually dug themselves a deeper hole. But um, I think him being in Cleveland is, is probably the safest outcome for, yeah. uh, for the saints and our fan base. Um, Personally, but, uh, I don't yeah. want that stress in my life. Like, right. I'm just glad I don't yes. have to worry about that at all. Yeah, totally. I a hundred percent agree. I think um, the saints, like the organization, I think owes the fan base at least an explanation, but also an apology. Like it's pretty, it's unfair to put normal people like we're not criminal psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. Like we're not therapists. We're normal people like on Twitter and just in life in general are not qualified to like have these sort of debates. Like, yeah, we're not experts in this. Like it's unfair that they put us in this situation to like even contemplate having to have someone with his checkered yeah. pastor is in this complicated situation. Like we just aren't in a position to really know what to do here. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, like, so I'm sure some, some beat reporter is going to ask uh, uh, Dennis or Mickey at their next press availability, like what happened there. And they're going to like come up with some, Doug Miller uh, generated PR friendly line saying like, you know, like we, we explore every Avenue to improve our team. Um, but we're uh, 
things work out the way they do. And uh, we're happy with um, the current direction of our team or something like that. So yeah, um, I've, I'm kind of accepting that we're, n- we're never really going to have like a honest accounting of I, okay. I've, I've decided that we're going to dub this, this period of, of, of saintsdom as the Deshaun missile crisis. And <laughs> we're never going to have a full accounting of it and of the Deshaun missile crisis and how, where it came from, how long, like, had we been back channeling with the Texans for this whole past year and no one was really reporting on it. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I think, I mean, we can keep just like literally discussing it on this podcast, but uh, just as a fan base, it's like time to move on. And um, whether, whether you were like pro Deshaun Watson coming to the saints or anti him and wanting us to get, have another option. Uh, Deshaun Watson is not coming to the saints and uh, it's time for all of us to move on together and, figure out and, and we can go back to arguing about all the other things we want to argue about, but um, which, and, and God knows there's, there's plenty of that, but um, yeah, uh, it's, it's the off season. The draft is in like a, what a month or, uh, or so. And um, there's, you know, the 2022 season is, is, is coming and uh, we need a quarterback. So if, if, if we want to get into that uh, you and I, now we can, we can move on to that. Yeah, the long national nightmare is over. So yes. we can talk about the fun things now. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I think we we both agree Jameis Winston is the best option at quarterback moving forward. I mean, yeah. we're in the same place we were. We're actually – the Saints are in, like, a, a in literal football terms, in a better place than they were right. a week ago before all this broke because – we all assumed that we were going to just re-sign Jameis, and now we have almost $30 million in cap space. Yeah. Plus, we've signed Contavious Street, who is the defensive lineman who infamously shattered Drew Brees' ribs in uh, 2020, uh, and Marcus May, who's like a pretty good safety, um, formerly of the Jets and one of DeMario yeah. Davis's former teammates. Yeah. Who's, uh, you know, he's not... He's not Marcus Williams. He's not like this rangy center fielder, but he's like a really good, he's a playmaker. He's a thumper. Like he'll be good in the box and he's versatile. Um, So we've already like made some free agency headway and now we can go out. We can hopefully if Jameis wants to come back, re-sign him um, and go out and get some receivers, maybe a tight end. One thing I did see on Twitter today was that uh, Larry Holder of the athletic is saying that um, Dennis Allen is done with Taysom Hill. The, the quarterback uh, yeah. experiment is over. So yeah. I guess we'll have to sign another QB or maybe Simeon or, or Book will slot into that backup spot. But Taysom Hill, probably going to be a skill position player moving forward um, unless they decide to trade him. And uh, we've got a shit ton of draft picks like – we can yeah. actually have some fun, like acquiring right. players uh, in the off season. And yeah. there's some good receivers out there. Like <laughs> make it happen. Loomis, like let's get this bad taste out of our mouths. Yeah. And uh, like, even though Brady is like also lingering in the division, still some somehow Tom Brady returned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Uh, good. Good. Strike me down. All of your hatred. 
Um, yeah, we the division's up for grabs. Like the Panthers yeah. are a mess. The Falcons are a mess. They burnt the bridge with Matt Ryan, who has like a hundred million billion dollar cap hit. Like we can win the division. Like if Jameis stays healthy and Thomas comes back, and we like fill all the other holes in the roster, even with just like a bunch of pretty good players. Yeah. We'll probably win the NFC South, I think. I I really think so, man. At the very least, um be in the hunt for a wild card like we were like one Niners fuck up away from uh making the playoffs at nine and eight this year, despite I mean, like we've said on the last few pods, we 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 had the most starting uh people to start in in NFL history this year. So um you have a little more injury luck. And the saints are, should be like just fine, you know? Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, my personal, I mean, our, the number one biggest concern for the saints going into next season is we don't have a quarterback. Uh, I am team bring Jameis back, not on some like crazy long-term deal. Um, but maybe like kind of like a lower risk, uh, maybe like couple year deal. Um, maybe like one that we can get out of, uh, and in like a year or two. Um, and I, I feel that way because the other options uh, out there, like a Jimmy G or um, Baker Mayfield uh, is now totally expendable um, on the Browns. Uh, they really just don't excite me. And I think, uh, I mean, they would just be more expensive than Jameis. So I don't think either of them is necessarily the long-term answer at QB. And I don't, I'm, I'm definitely not sure that Jameis is either, but I'm also not sure that any of these uh, first round potential alleged first round draft pick quarterbacks um, in this, in this year's class are the answer either. So I think Jameis is just like he was last year, like a safe stopgap until we can maybe see next year's crop is better um, or who knows, uh, maybe, maybe a, another trade option happens next year, but I don't want to commit to someone I don't truly believe in. And I don't really believe in any of these other options um, as a long-term answer. Plus I think it's, there's definitely worth uh, and value in seeing what we do have in Jameis in what would be his second year in the system. Um, we are, we're bringing back Pete Carmichael as our OC and it's, it's fully his offense now with Peyton gone. So uh, uh, Jameis knows the system knock on wood. He'll have, he'll actually have a competent NFL receivers to throw to um, we'll have knock on wood, Michael Thomas back by all reports. Um, I think it was Jeff Duncan reported that Dennis Allen flew out a few days ago to LA to really kind of, uh, meet with MT face to face and uh, just reaffirm the the team's commitment that like he's their guy. And I think that's a great thing to see. So we should have Mike Thomas back. Um, it looks like we might bring in a, a free agent wide receiver. Uh, Jarvis Landry has been, been mentioned. Uh, we'll see um, where that goes. I know with Juju Smith going uh, Juju Smith Schuster going to the chiefs uh, that eliminates one of the other teams that, um, uh, Jarvis was tied to, uh, he, it was said that he's visiting the Falcons, but how much of his interest in them was, uh, tied to 
their alleged positions as favorites for Deshaun Watson. Who knows? And now, sidebar, uh, they might have totally burnt the bridge with Matt Ryan um, by their pursuit of Deshaun Watson. So that's another uh, subplot to this whole deal. Um, our our tribals continue to be a freaking laughing stock, but, um, but yeah, I mean, signing a guy like Jarvis Landry um, and who knows uh, what about Odell, even though he's, he's, he's coming off of that. Uh, um, Odell, that, uh, if you're, if you're out injury. there, buddy, if you're out there somewhere, somehow listening to your former Newman teammates on this podcast <laughs> only has like five listeners. Yeah. I will recant publicly recant everything I said when you, sold out and signed with the Rams. Um, please come home. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes, it makes sense. You know, I mean, Odell, Odell, you got your ring. Um, uh, why not come home with Jarvis, your, your BFF and uh, play for y'all's favorite childhood team. Um, I Odell, mean, don't you want to have beers at F and M's with me and Jarvis again? Like we did like 10 years ago. Oh man. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, um, uh, and then also, I mean, the saints have this like number 18 overall pick right now. Um, along with, uh, we have our second rounder and two third rounders. Um, thanks to the two comp picks we got from, uh, Terry Fontenot's hiring uh from the fal to, to be the falcons gm so thank you again falcons for that uh and then also we got a third round comp pick for losing uh trey hendrickson last year so uh the saints have four picks in the top like 100 or so which four is four picks is in the top 101 101 the last one is pick 101 so okay there we, we go can, we can add some talent that can help day one yeah exactly so i i, I bring all that up just to say that bringing back Jameis. Uh, he almost certainly would have a better receiving core than he did last year, which is not hard to say because it was so bad. Uh, he was out there throwing us some some true bums. Uh, no offense, but to to our receivers last year. But uh, but yeah. Um, so I, that that's my plan for the starting QB um, position. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But uh, um, yeah, it was it was tough seeing Marcus Williams go, um, but Marcus May. I think um, is a is a solid replacement uh, at a at a on a great contract. Yes, he is coming off a torn Achilles. Yes, he's also going to miss a few games with a DUI uh, suspension that he uh, incurred uh, last fall, uh, which is all unfortunate. But um, I think he'll be a solid replacement for Marcus, and um, we uh, our defense our scheme will probably have to change a little bit. But um, I, I I'm I'm confident in the coaches we, we've we've got. Uh, I think I don't I don't think we mentioned it on on the our last pod, but uh, I think it occurred since then. But uh, Dennis Allen officially named two co-defensive coordinators. Ryan Nielsen, our uh, really well-respected defensive line coach, uh, he's been promoted and uh, to co-DC along with his former college teammate at USC. Um, our DB coach, whose name is currently escaping me, but Chris Richard. Uh, Thank you, Jacob. Um, and he's well respected uh, as well, being the one of the former architects of the uh, Legion of Boom uh, defense era in Seattle. So, um, really excited to see what those guys do this year. Um, definitely going to have to have some changes on D, but um, I still think that'll be the strength of our team. And uh, 
Uh, I think we're going to return most of the the defense personnel and, and scheme that uh, made Tom Brady a little bitch twice last year. So um, yeah, one of the many benefits of not having to trade for uh, Deshaun due to head Watson yes. is uh, CD Deuce remains in the building, Debo remains in the building, Davenport remains in the building. Yeah, so very relieved, we, especially for Chauncey Gardner. Yeah, we we honestly didn't even uh, not to like go back to the subject, but in our discussion with Sean Watson, we didn't even talk about the, the, the cost that would have taken to get him. Um, the, the rumored cost was three first round draft picks and potentially a couple second round draft picks and uh, some good players. Uh, it ended up not being that necessarily. Well, uh, Cleveland gave up three first round picks and then I think uh, a fourth round pick or so, but um, they didn't have to give up any players. But uh, if it had been, the Saints, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson was um, like, albeit he knew that he was he he would have been out in the trade and losing him, who has been uh, one of the better uh, slot defenders in the NFL the last few years, and then just more specifically to the Saints, um, like one of the true like he's like the the heart and soul, like one of the spiritual leaders um, of of the Saints, and uh, he's just like a fun player. Who losing him, losing him like sacrificing him and like the joy that he brought like on the altar of extraordinarily problematic to Sean Watson would have just like added like another like go bash layer of grossness to this whole deal. Well, it's um, like liter- you're literally selling, selling your, your soul. soul. Yes. Yes, man. And uh, that's just another reason why like I'm relieved that um, we didn't, we didn't pull the trigger on this deal, man. Um, so like uh, Ralph Marlboro said, said it great on, on Saints happy hour that even though we would have won, potentially won a lot of games and hell, maybe even a super bowl. Having Deshaun Watson be the face of our team would have made being a saints fan less fun. Yeah. To to in for in to a certain extent, and definitely that's really what this is all about. You know, um, we we invest a lot of emotional energy in 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 being fans of this team and shit. We're t- talking about it on a podcast right now, but it's it's an entertainment product, and we like it. It just wouldn't be as fun potentially, and I'm just glad that that ship has sailed, and and we can move on to to other things. Yeah. So we got to go soon, but like the one, the one last thing I'll say about the the quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I don't think there's any way we draft uh, a quarterback in the, in the first round this year. Yeah. Like um, it's obvious that the saints brain trust is looking for like the true successor to drew Brees, But at the same time, they also like, will seem to like never want to surrender to a full rebuild. They want to win now. Right. And I don't think any of these quarterbacks, most of which I had never even heard of before the draft process, like they're, uh, they don't give this team like the, the best chance to be a a contender now, at least not any more than Jameis Winston or God forbid, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield would. So, to me, that's like a pretty clear indication that we are not going to be taking a quarterback at 18 or trading up to draft one. 
Right. That's just like, you know, I don't have any sources. I'm just a guy in my own. It's logic. Yeah. But like, I would be shocked if they if they did that and yeah. like trotted out a rookie in 2022. And and that logic is reinforced by the whole Deshaun Watson thing because yeah, he's only 25, 26, whatever, and like is the quarterback of the future, but he also would be the quarterback of right the hell now. And it's that move sacrificing three first round draft picks plus more is the ultimate win now move and drafting Kenny freaking Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter in the first or second round, wherever is not a win now move. It's just not. So um, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, you, you, you nailed it perfectly. Like, all of this team's actions, even after Drew Brees' retirement, and now even after Sean Payton's retirement, still indicate that we are freaking pedal to the metal win now. And um, maybe it's not like necessary. Well, <laughs> I'm saying maybe it's not YOLO like we, we've joked about in the past, but that Deshaun Watson trade definitely uh, screamed YOLO. So, um, yeah, uh, you, you, you nailed it, man, for sure. Um, but uh, I think our next pod, we'll, we'll maybe dive into the draft a little more. And uh, one, and and uh, kind of post free agency uh, once our uh, our holes are opened up a little more. Oh man, I don't like that phrasing. But uh, uh, we'll have to uh, we'll know more about the direction of our team um, in in the coming weeks. So it's very exciting. And uh, thank you all to our listeners. I really appreciate you guys, um, all all dozen of you um, tuning in on this uh, crazy ride that is being a Saints fan. All right, Sean, before we get out of here, Maker's Mark ad read. Go. Yeah, Maker's Mark. It is the um, the whiskey uh, for every fan of a team who is uh, dangerously close to de- doing a deal with the devil. So uh, drink that Maker's Mark. All right. For Sean Haspel and Allison Whitlock, who is on her honeymoon, we love you, Allison. I'm Jacob Krasnow. This has been Black and Gold BS, the irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media. Until next time, who dat? Who dat?